Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. The 16th of May, 2012, and it is episode 58 of the Skeptic Wire Podcast! Yay! Yay! I'm the host, Gary Lawn. With me is Donna Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And Greg Perrine. I swear she looked 18, officer. That's a lot of people have been saying that recently. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but a lot of people have been saying that. I don't think that's one of John Edwards' defenses, but... Uh... No. No. He's trying everything. Which John Edwards? The former the, senator? Former senator, not former the... Former uh, presidential candidate. Not the uh, the psychic. So-called no. psychic. Because I think that's John Edward. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the, the S makes so much difference in that. Yeah, I know. Well, at least we can safely now say that they're both douchebags. I guess. Well, you can. I don't I'm know. taking that controversial stand. Okay. Yeah, very very controversial. I'm sure John Edwards is is a perfectly nice guy, except for you know cheating on his and stuff. cancery <laughs> wife and oh come on, uh, uh, a presidential candidate. Uh, Newt Gingrich did Gingrich that all the time. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's it's well He's established. He's a douchebag too. <laughs> yeah, it's well it's well established in in the in the dogma of the I don't know what I'm saying of the times. Sure, no, no, dogma on. of the politics. Ticks. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost canon. <laughs> right, canon explosion. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's a new day. So who was who was birthed at some point in the past uh, since we've been keeping records? <laughs> I gotta say, in the past six thousand years, but you know. <laughs> Today's birthday. Uh, there are lots of famous people who were born today, like Liberace, who is not gay, Pierce Brosnan, who is James Bond, or David Baranis, who is t- TV's angel. But the person I'm going to talk about is Herman Webster Mudgett. 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 Yes. Born May 16th, 1861, also known as Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. Okay. I'm getting vacant stares. Pretty uh, much. Okay. How, how many how many of these have you done where we you weren't getting vacant stares? Well, I get vacant stares when I just ask you to <laughs> say who was born on a day and you'll have quippy stupid things to say, but I'm going to ask you given the person's name and that the person has an alias of Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, who, what do you think this guy did? He was a detective? Quite the opposite. He no, was a he was a serial killer. Criminal. Exactly. Oh. Donna wins a Cupid doll. I don't H- want a fucking H- Cupid doll. Sure you do. Give me something at least. You win a dog fart. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Seriously, get oh, better what? prizes, dude. <laughs> hey, what do you want for free? You want, wait, you want, you want like a, a skeptical podcast? Sure. <laughs> you are queen of the podcast. How's that? There. And like the normal queen, we will ignore her. <laughs> Except whenever she speaks, we will stand up. <laughs> I've got to practice my wave now, I guess. That works well on the podcast. 
<laughs> you should wave your hand, not that thing. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that one either. <laughs> but Herman Webster Mudgett was based was a guy who was he he did go to some have some medical training, so he did. He went to University of Michigan Medical School, and he did pass some examinations, so he could be called doctorish. But he essentially went to Chicago, started working as a pharmacist, and convinced the pharmacist to sell his building and pharmacy to him because this elderly pharmacist and his wife were getting on in years, and there was a lot of stress. So they sold him their drugstore, and immediately after the husband died the the wife mysteriously disappeared and then mr mudget um bought a plot of land across the street and built this huge hotel castle thing that was kind of set up for his murders so he could he had like a soundproof room in the basement and he could cremate people he had this he would take some of them and just carve off their skin and sell the skeletons to medical schools for profit Wow. A complete bastard. And this was all around the time of the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. So he had a lot of victims from the World's Fair as well staying at his hotel. Huh. But eventually... Very clever guy. Yeah, he he eventually left Chicago, spent some time down in Texas where he was... Um, Subsequently... F- uh, executed? <laughs> no, he, was a, he was arrested for... What was it? it Jaywalking was, or spitting in the street? Something it was a stupid. horse swindle that he was a car There you go. For. They probably can't hung him for that. Uh, but eventually, the people who were the caretakers of the building kept saying, you know, he won't let us clean certain floors of this building. And the police looked into it, and he got arrested, and um, he, was tri- he was tried and executed. All right. So you got to admire the the guy's uh, tenacity and industriousness. I mean, yeah. most most serial killers they get they get their favorite knife or whatever, and they take yeah, that out. Yeah, they just out. get like a van and they black out the windows. Yeah, this guy got a whole damn hotel. Yeah. Right. I mean, it and was, he didn't even have to write free candy on the side. It was, of it. It was almost very Sweeney Todd esque in that he had built this building so that he could dump thing, you know, dump bodies down a chute or something. There was some yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Huh. All I'm saying, how long did it take him to get caught? A couple, only a couple of years. And we're sure that this isn't an internet hoax. <laughs> There's plenty of citations on on Wikipedia. Well, we should refer <laughs> them to Reddit then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like I said, I, I'm a firm believer in that if people put enough passion into their cleanup, as they did into the actual murder, there would be a lot fewer murders actually solved. Is All right, good folks. Uh, uh, good advice. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Dexter <Hey>. has it right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I imagine most most uh, killers are not anal retentive. Everybody's all like, "Ooh, I just wanted to get off the guy. I just wanted to get rid of him." Exactly. Nobody thinks about the cleanup. Yeah, a little, put some more planning into your murders, people. What are we saying? What's going on here? Let's talk about porn. Let's talk about porn <laughs> okay. then. Let's talk about porn for a minute. Um, no, okay. Well, according Alan Parsons Project. According to, since you want to talk about porn, <laughs> I want to talk about porn. According to Dr. Gert Holsteg, a euro neurologist at the University of Groningen Medical Center in the Netherlands. Hey, hold on, a euro neurologist? Yes. The brain in the penis. Brain in pee. 
He believes so, that you but, can fix incontinence with brain surgery. Maybe you should keep talking in the well, story. Well, actually, I think, make- I think he he <laughs> thinks that uh, bladder problems may have uh, maybe, maybe a neurological problem huh. and not necessarily a physical problem. Right. So not necessarily, you know, oh, uh, you're having problems with leakage? Here, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me stab you in the <laughs> eye into the frontal lobotomy and, you know. Um, He has a new sex study that says watching hardcore erotic films reduces the blood flow to the visual cortex of healthy heterosexual women, thus blurring their eyesight. I know this happens to me when I'm watching porn, but, you know, I do have a blood flow uh, problem. No. <laughs> that explains at, the hair. At that at, at that time, at, at that moment when I'm watching porn, uh, blood's so going somewhere else. So what you're saying is that you have... Only enough blood to operate one head at a time. Exactly. You guys had to go for the easy jokes. It was there. Would you like the complicated jokes? (laughs) What's funny is is that this article is A, three paragraphs, and a sentence. Okay. Well, and the paragraphs are uh, Are pretty much a sentence. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much there. uh, It's four sentences. Um, And it is just kind of... All over the place. Go ahead. Okay. Since it's only four sentences, you might as well read it for the Here's the whole article. It's titled, Triple X Sighted Ladies May Go Blind. Turns out that watching porn can make you go blind after all. Sentence one. New sex study shows that (laughs) watching hardcore erotic films reduces blood flow to the visual cortex of healthy heterosexual women blurring their eyesight. Sentence two. Which is what you already said. Dr. Gert Holsteg, a urologist of the University of Groningen Medical Center in the Netherlands, said the results suggest that when watching Naughty Flicks, a sexual arousal takes precedence over anxiety in a woman's eyes. Sentence Whatever three. that means. Anxiety in a woman's eyes? Now, here's where it actually gets really weird. So if somebody could diagram the sentence out for me or something, maybe we will understand it. If you look... For example, at your computer and you have to write something or whatever, and then you have to look specifically and carefully at what you're doing, because if you don't, it means you make mistakes. Holstig told LifeScience.com. There's the whole article, people. So you have to, the, the, the scientist actually said, so if you have to look at something or whatever. According to this article, yes. Yes, I'm quoting verbatim. That's okay. Um, yeah. But how, how, how does... Okay, I understand that a lot of porn is on computer screens, but what does one have to do with the other? I am not actually <laughs> so sure. It so it reduces blood flow to the eyes? Porn? I'm... Reduces... How would... Okay, I know this is a hypothetical question, and you're not the actual scientist, so I'm not trying to grill you or anything. But, okay, a woman watches porn, gets aroused, and hypothetically, the blood flow to the eyes is reduced. Right. How is that any different from being aroused and having sex without porn? How would that... If if, if being aroused is what reduces the blood flow to the eyes... Wouldn't women go blind from having sex? Okay. I actually found another article in my quick Google search of porn makes you go blind. 
that says the report <laughs> says that as a part of the research, hey, you're going to love this one, Gary. A dozen participants, Ooh. <laughs> all on hormonal birth control, were shown three movies. One, a documentary about Caribbean marine life. Two, a softcore porn flick. And three, a hardcore one. Using PET scans to look inside the woman's brains, researchers noted a drop in blood flow to the visual cortex when the participants were watching the hardcore movies. So when they were watching the movie... Less blood went to their watching part of their brain. That's right. counterintuitive. Well, let's say watching pornography seems to be a vision-intensive task. I'm, I'm on LiveScience.com now. Well, thank goodness someone... Yes, it says uh, looking at erotic right. movies can actually quiet the part of the brain that processes visual stimuli. I mean, it kind of makes sense, I think, because if you're, because porn, if you're being sexually excited, I mean, it, it, you're... It's doing something else in the brain. You're not just watching anymore. You're becoming... Uh, there's other things. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess the problem that I have with this is that he also makes the jump of healthy heterosexual women. So I guess lesbians can watch all the hardcore porn they want, and they're not going to go blunt. Yeah, well, his... Okay, his point, because this is the interesting thing that they left out of that, if you look, for example, at your computer quote... They left the, out the we're just kidding part of no, the article? No, it says, oh, okay. but the moment you are watching explicit sexual movies, it's not necessary to watch. Be- so the entire quote is this. If you look, for example, at your computer and you have to write something or whatever, then you have to look specifically and carefully at what you're doing because if you don't, it means you make mistakes. But the moment you are watching explicit sexual movies, that's not necessary because you know exactly what's going on. It's not important that the door is green or yellow. Yes, but there's plenty of drama. Will the penis go in the vagina yet? No, no, it's being teased, teased. You have to pay attention. Yes. Am I alone on this? (laughs) Apparently. I guess that's why I watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the specifics of it, I think it also could be focusing on... You're You're focusing on the overall scene. You're not focusing on details in the scene, and that's That's why there's less blood flow. Despite the fact that it's visually stimulating to watch pornos. Yeah, so here's here's an... Again, live science. The brain can be either anxious or aroused, or neither, Holsteg says, but not both. During orgasm, he has found, activity in brain regions associated with anxiety plummets. This phenomenon may explain why women with low levels of sexual desire often have high levels of anxiety, Holsteg said. It makes sense. If you're looking around, focusing on visual details, scanning for danger, it may not be so easy to focus on arousal, he said. Okay, well, that sort of does make sense. I mean... That takes us back to that that paleo brain of, oh, look, if I'm worried that a triceratops is going to come and eat me, I'm probably not going to be getting it on in the open savanna. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Well, it's... maybe you might not, but some people pay extra for that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, dogs. Like I said, I found this article. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, you know, porn really does make you go blind if you're a heterosexual woman. But it doesn't make you go blind. It just means that temporarily there's less blood flow to that one center of the brain. It's yeah. not making you go blind. I know. Yeah. The, the, the article is is 
stupid. But what? Crappy headlines. Well, crappy writing. But interesting enough, the findings have implications for sexual dysfunction, Holstegg said, as they paint a picture of the brain in which safety is paramount and anxiety is a libido killer. Quote, if you want to have sex as a man, you need to produce a safe situation for the woman. That is what you want. That is the most important thing. End quote. And it's going to be out April 10th in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, which means it's already already out. Journal of Sexual Medicine. So, yeah, 12 people, not much of a uh, percentage of, of women... But certainly a fairly good, misleading headline. But it's you know it's yeah. a one hundred percent of women who want to do research uh, <laughs> to watch <laughs> porn. <laughs> so okay, bad. Once again, read beyond the headlines. Nice. Yeah. Well, it, it, this this reminds me. I mean, it's the New York Daily News, and it, yeah. So you have to take it with that grain of salt. Yeah, right and well, it's not the Inquirer, but it, well, <laughs> it's written like. You know, weekly world news. So it's sort of like the half truth kind of thing. At least they didn't say anything about hairy palms for men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that a was that an easy joke? <laughs> no, because just just yeah. <laughs> Speaking about brain science, yeah, Greg, you had something about tiny brains. Yes, it's a it's another one of those tiny brains. Tiny bubbles. <laughs> tiny brains. Tiny brains. I was just going for tiny bubbles. I don't know the away. melody on that one. <laughs> tiny brains. Tiny brains. They're not as large as larger brains. <laughs> I'm gonna win this month's song challenge. <laughs> I think so. I'm just going to rip off old Christmas songs. Okay, so go on. Go on with... What What, what do you have about brains? Well, there's... there's brains! A, brains! So there's this article um, that talks about religious experiences shrink part of the brain. It's in Scientific American's news feeds or whatever from a while ago. But it, it relates to this whole brain thing. What they did is they took... 268 men and women who are over the age of 58 who are already being recruited for a depression in the elderly study. And not only did they do the procedures to study depression, gave them surveys, whatever, but they also gave them MRIs of their brains and surveyed them on various things, including religious affiliation and participation. Now, unfortunately, the... the article talks about religious experiences shrinking the brain but there's and it talks about you know it atrophies certain parts of the brain specifically the hippocampus but it's kind of a what study like it's yeah. it's not quite clear because they, well is it a correlation causation kind of problem well that's one of the things cuz what they're saying is that in, in individuals who report life-changing religious in individuals who report life-changing religious experiences, or people, including people who are born again, whether they're Protestant or Catholic, or those with no religious affiliation, all showed greater hippocampal atrophy than essentially mainline Protestants who have no born-again experiences. So they're saying the more 
overtly religious you are or overtly non-religious you are shows a smaller hippocampus in these over 58 people. People who are older than 58. Okay. So it's it's a little kind of, well, then what are they really showing? Because it's not religious experiences that are shrinking the brain yeah. or causing higher atrophy or whatever. So there's there's no there's no it's not the the headline is completely misleading because it's not religious experiences that are shrinking the hippocampus. It's highly religious experiences or atheistic experiences. So experiences. Yes. <laughs> so anyone who has an intense experience. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 authors really focused on the idea of their hypothesis is their hypothesis is that these people who are, have born-again experiences or who have low religious affiliation, extremely low so that they're atheist, experience more stress. And the stress is what's shrinking the hippocampus. Okay, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> Even though they say later on in the article that there's no correlation link between stress and shrinking in the hippocampus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really weird article because you know there's some things to be said about if you're highly religious and you think you had this big religious experience in a negative way, you think God is punishing you, or you have this big religious experience and you're become born again where everybody else is mainline, or you're having this big religious experience which means that you walk away from religion. And that can be stressful with your family, with what you were, you know, you're grown up, you grew up with the idea of, I have to be good and religious, otherwise I will go to hell, and you still have those fears. Mm -hmm. Or just general day-to-day -day stress of being different, or integrating, you know, being seen as transgressing your community, or something like that. They talk about all the stress, but yes, that can affect your brain, but... Why the hippocampus, which is, it's it's in the center of your brain, deep down, like under the big lobes, and the best I could figure out is it's evolved with some emotion, some memory, especially kind of short-term factual memory, not like muscle memory of, of, of action. You can learn how to play tennis if you have hippocampal damage, but you may have problems with short-term memories more along lines of Alzheimer's issues. And also there's some evidence that it has something to do with spatial navigation. What does that have to do with religious experiences? I'm hmm. not sure. We don't know. More testing must be done. Yeah. So, and, and it's like the other, well, the other study that Donna brought up about, you know, the primate sexy time study was more, it had only 12 participants and kind of small. This only had 268 participants and it was they were just generally surveyed about their religious experiences, which included how much they meditate. Yeah, so it's survey data, which is you can be quite skewed. Yeah. It's and like, it, oh, I, med I meditate yeah. all the time, even though they, you know, don't. Yeah. So with with 268 people that you're splitting up into these fine hair groups of atheists versus born again Protestants <laughs> Fine, versus born finier. what finier. Finer. Fine. I, I thought I said. So, <laughs> 268 participants that you're breaking down into finer and finer groups, like atheists versus 
mainline Protestants versus born again Protestants versus versus Catholics versus whatever. There's a lot of minutia in there that you're not getting the full general picture of society with. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of it's one of those. It's again one of those studies where it's got this titillating. Um, Headline that you want to share around on Facebook of, oh, oh, religion makes your brain go small. (laughs) Not really. But no, not really. (laughs) Once you actually read it, that's not what it says. To be fair and to be skeptical, you have to take a look at it and say, you know what? More research needs to be done. I'm not going to forward this on to, you know, your uber religious high school friend that you got (laughs) to keep on for keep on Facebook for political purposes. But you really seriously, secretly hate all their uber religious posts that they spam you with every weekend. Not that I'm bitter. Doesn't sound like a personal experience at all. <laughs> Argument from personal experience. But more, more research is needed. More research, and they keep on doing more and more research, and it always comes out pro and con. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. There's so, no good consensus. I think people are different. Yes, people are different, and people sometimes <laughs> need different diets. This is true. Uh, except the term diet. <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked about the term is diet. It's just die with a T. Exactly. I say it all the time. Which is what it felt like this week when I didn't have chocolate in the house. <laughs> Fuck, I want chocolate. Yeah, I'm kind of craving chocolate, too. But I can't, because I'm, I'm trying out. Well... I should say... Then we'll just go for a burger after the show. Exactly. I, oh, I, God, that yeah. sounds really freaking good right now. I've been craving a burger for over a week. <laughs> to the um, restaurant! Yeah. Bye-bye, folks! I want a hamburger. Okay. <laughs> so do I. Um, so I, I, I think I spoke about doing doing the CrossFit stuff, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, Freak. I feel I feel I feel good about myself. I feel sexy. I feel sexy. No wait. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty, so pretty and witty. Oh, we can't say that word. That's only in Tennessee. And gay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, so this. No, just keep going. Dig yourself. Yeah, dig yourself. Yeah. This. <laughs> Which is not gay at all. <laughs> We're going back to the dwarves again? <laughs> Last week. Okay. The the CrossFit place I'm going to is this month uh, is doing a thing called the Paleo Challenge. And the whole point is to work out a lot. With and, rocks and sticks. That's right. And eat, go on the Paleo diet and, and stay, stick to it for a month. And I know I've seen... The paleo diet seems extremely wooey to me on the outside, so you're going to have to sell me on this one. Yeah, I, I didn't find it so wooey in its essence, but but there's some things that that we'll we'll go into uh, that make me go, err. Um, especially the one that they especially gave me. the suppositories, right? Uh, no, we can't do that because they didn't have those in pa- uh, pa- paleo uh, in cave mandates. They just used rocks and sticks. <laughs> right. Yes, did you hear about the constipated mathematician? He worked it out with a pencil. Ba-doom. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, 
Um, <sighs> so they gave us uh, a three-page sheet from this guy named uh, Dr. Jason Creamer, DC, CCSP, CSCS. What the hell is that? Well, first of all, he's a doctor. He's a doctor of chiropractic. Oh. He's a... So he's not a doctor. He's a chiropractic he's sports... He's a doctor, not a doctor. Yes, right. He's a certified chiropractor sports physician, and he's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. So he knows probably a little bit about that because he's a sports guy, but he's not a dietitian. Correct. So he's got a couple strikes again. him. Besides being a chiropractor. That's one of the strikes. Yeah. But he has put together this nice little pamphlet page from Paleo Magazine, I think, <laughs> which is all about the Paleo diet. It's made on papyrus um, with sticks and rocks. Go ahead. Now, let's talk about the Paleo diet first before we get into what he says about the Paleo diet. Uh, the Paleo diet came out about by a gastroenterologist named Walter L. Vogelin. And so he apparently appears to be the first to suggest that following a diet similar to those people in the Paleolithic era is better for our bodies because he had this idea that, um, one, it would improve the health, and uh, that's how we, as humans, that's where we got our dietary and dietary needs. So why did they pick the Paleolithic era? Because that's where he figures that's where we got our dietary needs from. What's called evolutionary uh, uh, so diet. pre-agricultural. Yes, very good. Despite the fact that a lot of paleo diet diet goes way beyond pre. Well, the, the, the initial the initial diet is 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 isn't bad advice. It's kind of to have a balanced meal. Primarily, though, have. Uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. Fresh fruits and primarily vegetables with some lean meat thrown in. Okay. Uh, although meat uh, is a primary staple of, of this diet. So it's kind of like the Atkins diet in that it allows meat, but not to the extent of the Atkins diet. right? Because the Atkins diet is all meat all the time and then a little bit of everything else. So, But this actually is a, is a balanced kind of kind of diet so at least so far in the discussion of it it's a little better than some of the fad diets that either say just eat grapefruit or atkins which is just eat meat proteins okay so it's got a little bit going for it so minus one strike so far right uh the one thing that the paleo diet is against is all processed foods um, so that's so no breads, no, no, no breads, no rice, uh, no legumes. So peanuts are out. Why is uh, rice bad? Because it's a grain. So cut out grains, which doesn't make any sense to me because they ate grains as, I mean, it's roughage when you don't cook it, but, right. uh, like the, the, because you process it, you have to cook it and then I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier that the problem I have with this is that it's anti-agriculture, not just anti Modern synthetic foods that has well, you know, it's no, it's not, it's not, it's not it. anti-agriculture. But part of the point is, it, at some point in the past, most of our food became sort of a corn-based diet, uh-huh. right? Corn and wheat; those are the two staple. Kind, I mean, it's in everything. 
now uh, high fructose corn syrup as well. Right, right? but being anti-rice and being anti-wheat is anti-basic agriculture. It doesn't, of, doesn't really yeah. make a, a whole lot of sense. Well, they, anyway, keep they going. Can, keep they, going. Can, they can change to not grow wheat or corn. They can grow other things. Like but mangoes. But we just eat shitloads of what? Like mangoes. Yes. Mangoes are delicious. Let's just go on the, the foods to avoid, because that's a shorter list. Anything that's not on this list is kind of fair game. Okay. okay. So foods to avoid, all dairy. Now, this is for adults, basically. So if you're a kid, a, a small child... You know, if you're that three-year-old on the time cover, you're allowed to have Well, milk. I mean, there's the, the, the one thing is that humans are... You know, we, we've become lactose tolerant again. Uh, so some cultures aren't because it's natural to go lactose intolerant. But if you keep drinking milk, you'll you'll keep keep your tolerance to, to the lactose, right. right? And that's agriculture because we had more cows around, so we drank their milk. Yeah, and we were also told that the vitamin D milk in, in the milk and the milk is good for you. And we've gone over this with the raw milk thing anyway, right? Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Dr. Alley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dr. Ellie. Um, and unfortunately, that cuts out butter, which I like, cheese, which oh. I like, uh, yogurt, which uh, I disagree with because yogurt does have some health benefits, and ice well, cream. So does milk. Milk yeah. in and of itself is not bad for you. No. But I, I mean... That's the problem I have with these, these kind of fact, diets. And in fact, chocolate milk is... Uh, they're doing studies on that. Like for if you've worked out really hard, especially if you run for a while, for like done an hour of running, drinking chocolate milk can help the body uh, repair itself faster or make it less painful. Yeah. There's something in it... Uh, and there was something on the other day that kind of explained It's just as good, maybe it. even sometimes better than something like Gatorade. Yes. Yes. Uh, so going on. So dairy. No dairy at all. Bastards. Oh, by the way, it also says frozen yogurt and yogurt, as if there's really a difference. Okay. Grains. Barley, corn, millet, rice, rye, sorghum, wheat, and wild rice. Uh, I disagree with that one, but I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. Um, cereal grain-like seeds. So cereal grains, which falls under grains. And then all uh, legumes, all beans. And, of course, peanuts are a legume and not a nut. A nut. Um, however, interestingly enough, they, they put snow peas in there, and I've seen a couple of sites that say snow peas are all right. So there's there's dissension in the ranks. Now, the thing about the paleo diet is it's not a raw diet, necessarily. There, there is a faction of paleo people that do raw, but... They're nuts. Yeah. Well, okay, they're not allowed to have nuts, but they are nuts. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, because the caveman, caveman could cook. Yes. So, and I think we've discussed this previously that, uh, or, well, lots of podcasts have discussed about having cooking food actually helped humans because it helps digest the meat faster and get more of the nutrients inside the body and all mm-hmm. that stuff like that. It makes it easier to process. Yes. Of which. And to make into which poo. Which is good. And make into poo. How does food become poo? All right. Well, first it gets his head stuck in a honey pot. <laughs> there we go. So I'm not particularly against this idea because I I personally like the idea of kind of making myself eat more 
vegetables and more fruits, uh, whole fruits, right. not like the dried fruits, which tend to have a lot of sugar in them and the whole thing. Although I, I do unless like you dry the them yourself, yeah, which uh, I do. So, and so it, it's a good diet, you know. Eat fresh food, right? <laughs> which is good for you because if you buy a lot of frozen foods, you're going to get a lot more sodium. Because they have to preserve it. Right. right? Not and always. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's all kinds of caveats in this. However, now. So one of the, one of the, the problems with this diet is there's, an, uh, there's a huge assumption about what they ate and how they ate. And, and the other assumption is that they all ate the same thing. Uh, because they, they're, they discount a lot, of, like rice, for example. You know, uh, the Japanese and Chinese have been eating rice for a long time, and they still have pretty good, uh, lo- long-term health. One of the reasons that the paleo diet came along is because there's a lot of groups who don't have the Western style of eating, and they tend to have, uh, lower blood pressure, uh, and better overall health. And without some of the problems the, that the Western diet has, like hypertension, uh, obesity. And, but one of the assumptions is, is that just eating this will will lower that. Well, there's a matter of eating too much. I mean, obesity isn't just eating McDonald's all the time. It also has to do with how much, how yeah. you know, calories in, calories out. If you ate as much in calories of just fruits and vegetables and lean steaks, like the paleo diet says, as you would on a... Typical obese person's fat diet, eating Doritos and Taco Bell all the time. You're still going to gain weight because you're bringing. Damn it! Now I'm hungry for Doritos and Taco Bell. (laughs) Which do not sponsor the podcast, so do not go out and buy them. Right. Um, Sounds. If you eat just as much of the healthy stuff, I'm hungry, and you keep talking about food. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. If you eat just as much of the healthy stuff as you do the unhealthy stuff. In calorie-wise, you're still going to gain weight because you're taking in too many, too many calories, calories nice. and not exp- right. And that's and that's the thing about the Paleo Challenge is they they want you kind of go five days a week to this thing and eat well. I see no problem with losing weight doing that because the the CrossFit is is a it's a very intense workout, very intense cardio workout. So you are burning a lot of calories during this hour or 45 minutes that you're actually you know doing all this work right and eat less exercise more is basically what it comes down to uh and i do like the fact that this diet like i was saying earlier isn't so much focused on the extremes yeah of only this and except for the fact that i disagree with them on grains and wheats which are not Uh, bad for you it does not say eliminate something entirely you know make it horrible for you know demonize a certain kind of food it has, uh, of the various fad diets that are out there, it at least focuses some on the idea of moderation and a diversification of the diet, not right. just having, you know, hot pockets every day. <laughs> the hot pocket all the time diet. Um, right. So, yeah, let's, so let's focus on a little bit more on, on the food now because, I mean, I could go about – a lot of Paleolithic people, certainly at the beginning, were probably close to starvation, uh, or at least you know they were on on that verge, and so they couldn't get meat all the time. Right. The other thing is is that you also have to consider that Paleo hunter gatherers worked within a very specific range, and I mean I just googled real quick and I got the altmed.creighton.edu Paleo diet food list, which seems very similar to yours. Right. 
and hunter gatherers do not have access to all of this. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, we do. <laughs> One may have like five items from one group, and another group may have like ten items from another, kind of interspersed. Exactly. And but that, a paleo was- diet tends to be the same thing every day. Day in right. and day out. Yeah, and I think there have been studies that show that doing that tends to be fairly your body uh, processes it better after a certain time because it's always the same. It knows, it knows what it's getting, and as right. long as you're getting, uh, as long as you're getting all of the stuff that you need, eating the same thing over and over and over actually may be a little bit better for you. Sometimes it's not so bad to be a quote unquote steak and potatoes guy right. if you're getting the nutrients you need. You can eat the same thing right. over and over and over so again. I think that potatoes would actually not be on the diet. No, probably Because it's a starch. Yes, but... Potatoes are definitely not on this diet. You get the point. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that. Um, so let's go back to Dr. Jason Creamer. And this is the, the, the problem with the new paleo. Um the new paleo. The new paleo. Jumbo I, shrimp kind of term. As, as opposed to this more, this broader thing that, that, that they came out with in the 70s and 80s. Okay. It's starting to get a little bit wooey. First of all, the chiropractors writing up stuff. Um, number one thing, limit GMOs. According to the USDA, over 75% of corn and over 90% of soy have been genetically modified, and over 75% of the processed foods in our supermarkets contain genetically modified ingredients. This is my favorite part. While GMOs haven't been around long enough to understand the damage that they can do to our health, neither have the recently discovered unidentified strains of proliferating bacteria in our gut. Connection? There's just okay. so much wrong with that sentence. Right, because <laughs> I'll let Donna all go first. Food, all of our food, corn, for thousands of years has been genetically modified. I mean, it started out as teosinte, and it started out about two inches long and hard as a rock. Yes, but but that was uh, a natural modification. No, it was. Through no, it was natural modification through through breeding, whereas the new genetically modified ones are done in science labs. <laughs> yeah, but it's still okay. just the genes are being Bunny changed. Boy. It's still going to be the gene. It's still the genes that are changing. That does not make if you change genes through crossbreeding two breeds. If you change breeds by taking this snippet of DNA out of this other, it's a lot more controlled. You have a lot more knowledge of what you are changed, what you are bringing these two breeds together. Right, to do. you're changing it over the course of a decade, as opposed to over the course of say a hundred, two hundred, a thousand years, like we did with cows. Right. I mean, cows and were dogs. bred for the docility. That's mm. that's all. They're dumb. They're stupid, and we could control them. Cows, corn, wheat, bananas, tomatoes, even plenty of the stuff on that list has been modified genetically from its natural paleo. I think we should probably say they've been been humanized (laughs) because we we purposely changed them. Bananas. Um, (laughs) Next one. And I'm going to sort of combine this with number three and number five. We'll skip two nutrient balance. It's good to have. Nutrient balance, cut out the fats, you know. Eat well. Uh, elimination of gluten. The gluten-free oh, for diet. for fuck's sake. 
If you've been following my column, that's Dr. Jason Creamer's column, um, I'm sure you know where I stand when it comes to the health issues related to gluten. Current statistics are showing that many, if not most, people have some type of sensitivity to gluten, and these numbers continue to rise. Now, combine that with uh, eliminating common food allergens. Um, and it says, uh, in addition to humans being the only mammal that consume dairy as adults, and most people have some degree of dairy sensitivity, cases of peanut allergies, gluten sensitivities, gluten sensitivities celiac disease, soy allergies are increasing daily. Currently, so soy, dairy, peanuts, wheat, eggs, shellfish, fish, and tree nuts are the top allergens in America. Okay, so the paleo diet automatically rids four of these major allergens. Now, he says they're increasing daily, but I think statistically, it's really not. I think there's always going to be, if you look if you look at the numbers, yes, because the numbers of people are constantly uh, increasing, increasing, but the percentage is not. And furthermore, we know how to control it, and we and know how to detect it. Some, you know, 20-odd years ago, Celiac disease and wheat allergies were just not really known about, not really acknowledged. So, yeah, the numbers are increasing, just like the numbers of autism is increasing when you expand the diagnosis and make more people diagnosed. Right. There are plenty of people who have an honest-to-goodness, makes-sense reason to not eat wheat because they have an allergy. Yes. You know, I love the fact in his list of things he listed... Gluten allergy and celiac disease, which is the same damn thing. Right. Well, he did celiac disease. Well, he said it's gluten sensitivities and celiac disease. <laughs> it's so, a spectrum. It's right. So um, I'm not particularly impressed with uh, with Jason Kramer. Yeah. Uh, he's very. Uh, I find him to be wooey. A, uh, a lot of this paleo diet does smack. Especially in your first impression of it, smacks of the naturalistic fallacy. Right. Because it's natural, that means it's good. Right. Well, you know, let's all eat some botulism. Because <laughs> that's natural. Well, no, we just put that in our we just face. Put, yeah, I was going to say, just inject that to our yeah. foreheads. Yeah, and yeah. and he's like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is where, how we, how humans, you know, this is where we, how our bodies learn what to eat. It's like, No. That's not yeah. quite really what happened. And besides, we're changing and we're changing the, you know, the way we eat. Yeah. And, it, even though there's a lot of woo in this, it's not quite as bad as some of the other really wooey diets, really fad, really extreme diets. So it could be worse, but it sounds like it's getting worse when more and more woo-tastic people. Not the Wu Tang Clan, but yeah. um, get involved in this kind of diet and think, oh, it's natural. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, because they say, well, let's try to cut out wheat. That must go along with my anti-gluten philosophy. Yeah. And you know, but basically, it's eat less, exercise more, um, try and cut down on all of the sugars. There was a study just recently done <laughs> uh, on rats. That kind of showed that uh, having a lot of sugar, specifically high fructose corn syrup, um, would cause these rats to have uh, memory lapses. 
they wouldn't remember mazes as well as people who are eating uh, omega, as well as the rats that were eating it's like omega three fatty acids. Wait a minute, so sugars would cause what? Uh, it can slow your brain function and hamper memory and learning. So sh- having sugar can cause what? It can. I don't remember now. Hold on. It slows the brain. Fructose. What? So wait a minute. If you have a lot of sugar, <laughs> it can cause what? It can problem, but it could. Excuse me. Saved by the bell. I was making a joke. Yes, I know. Okay, you caught on like a minute after I started, but go ahead. <laughs> That's why I kept on repeating the same thing and fucking up. <laughs> Didn't notice that, did you? <laughs> I don't have to laugh at all my jokes. Damn it. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Okay, so let everybody know that I'm joking. Yeah. So uh, Science Daily had had a a report that was showing that rats in a high fructose diet uh, were having problems remembering uh, mazes and stuff, which may you, you know translate or not. But we, I mean, they know that fructose can pass the blood-brain barrier and get into the brain and. While it's a good stimulant to keep you, you know, to get you going, mm-hmm. it may have some adverse effects. Well, so, I guess the question is, maybe what kind of fructose-based diet were these rats subjected to? Was it purely fructose, uh, high fructose corn syrup, or was it mixed in with another diet? It was because mixed in. They were they were they, they were fed standard food. And then trained on a on a maze twice daily, and then they had uh, some that were giving given omega three, and some that were given uh, the fructose. Fructose. Not exactly control there, but yeah, it just it just worries me some of those times where they say, oh well, you know, having a diet based on wheat, okay, Actually, you know causes what? memory problems or whatever. But these are situations where the experimental animals are fed 300% okay, your you, normal I, diet or something like that. And they and they, the headline writers pull these conclusions out of, oh, well, if you just have some some wheat, that'll mean you're bad, yeah. food-wise. Uh, actually, there wasn't a control group. <laughs> they studied two groups of rats. It doesn't say anything about the control and but basically, what they showed is that the ones in, with the omega three uh, that may have improved their ability to go through. Yeah, labs but and, but the other ones uh, did not navigate as fast as the omega three fatty acid people. One that doesn't mean that fructose made you worse. And their brain showed a decline in synaptic activity. Okay, but sometimes brain. these these studies have unnatural amounts of the chemicals given just to see how bad a dose you need to get to get cancer. And then someone says, oh, well, if you eat this, you will get cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's right now it's purely speculative. Yeah. But hey, I managed to get through, um, you know, my undergraduate by speculating coffee with sugar in it <laughs> lots of coffee mainly more coffee than sugar really but anyway moving on moving on i actually have something that i want to talk about yeah. recently in the czech republic they discovered 
about six months ago, they found this burial and it's been all a Twitter and a buzz in the archaeology communities because the, obviously it's a male skeleton and he was buried as a, typically how a female would be buried at that time. And the whole world is a buzz. It's just everybody talking about it. The gay man. Ooh, look, Neolithic gay man. And it's like, uh, okay. Makes you wonder though, if the, uh, because he, he was buried like a woman, just makes you wonder if the, the people burying him d- did it as a joke. Right. Well, what I was going to say, it says, <laughs> and, and it shows a very, you know, it, just because someone is a crossdresser doesn't mean that they're gay. Well, it's, it says during the period, men were traditionally buried lying on their right side with their head pointing towards the west, women on their left side with their head pointing towards the east. In this case, the man was on his left side with his head facing west. Doesn't say to mean that he's gay. Says that he was bi. He was a switch yeah. hitter. <laughs> or maybe they just made a mistake when they buried him. Right. There are so many possibilities. Yeah. And once again. Somebody is coming in here and they're putting their 21st century glasses on to analyze this. And they immediately go into this, oh, look, it's the gay burial. The same thing happened when they found El Brujo down in the Moches, which is down in South America. They found a woman that was buried, A, in a pyramid. She had tattoos, which were not common. She was buried with, like, sewing needles and actual like war implements. And at the time Xena warrior princess was on and so it became the big, you know, El Brujo, the warrior princess, everything. Once again, this spectacle of implementing 21st century ideas onto cultures that had no concept of these things or had a much wider concept of say sexuality and, all this shit. And who knows? Maybe the guy was just bat freak crazy. I mean, and they just wanted to fuck with him in the afterlife and go. <laughs> maybe there. he wasn't dead and he rolled over. Or maybe just the only burial sites that we've found happen to be left handed versus right handed men versus women pointing mm. one direction. And we just happened to find an anomaly Lee. that maybe half the people were. Half people were buried left, the other half people were buried right, and just so happens the ones of the women we found has been one side, all the men have we been found one the side. The only problem with that, per se, is that, that some of the other items that they have found in this particular burial, they found a, a egg-shaped container, which is usually associated with female burials. Now, or look at mork that. for mork. Look at that, quote, usually associated Right. Which means they have found others. They didn't say that it's exclusively associated. Yeah, it could be right. It could be the guy who just hung around the camp more and didn't go out hunting. Right. Is, is this a culture that we know we have records of them besides, say, burial or camping sites? Um, because we don't. We may not know what their cultural norms were in the first right. place. It just says a Neolithic. Um, dating back to 2900 to 2500 BC. It may not have been that men were buried one way and women well, were buried no, well, another well, way. Well, no, they, they say it that. It may have been caretakers were buried one way, warriors were buried another way, or something like that. Uh, well, I mean, it, the, the article states that... 
that typically men are buried one way and women are, I mean, it says in the article. Right, that men are usually buried in a, a specific motion with specific things. This guy was kind of a mix. Yeah. So, But, once again, to automatically make that jump to yeah. going... Oh, he's gay. He's gay. Yeah. Is our... I, I just don't believe that Occam's razor was fully applied here. It's looking <laughs> yeah. at the past through the lens of the 21st century. Right, and you That's what I said, yeah. cannot do that. It's just... Yeah. It's, oh, no, I think we should put our modern uh, morality and ethics on everything. Okay. <laughs> dogs and ducks, especially. Dogs and ducks? Yeah. Why not? They start with the D. Yeah, I just... But, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got on it. I just kind of wanted to. Speaking about gays, Don't. were you going to be talking about Hope Decker and Tiffany Wright? I have no idea who they are. Please enlighten us, because obviously I didn't read that article. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, students at. Um, oh, those two. Lexington Catholic High School. Oh. In Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, they are a same-sex couple. I assume because their names are Hope and Tiffany that they are female, but. I'm not sure. <laughs> they went to their high school's prom as a couple and were basically turned away at the door. It wasn't like there was like, hey, if you're gay, don't come to the prom ahead of time. They came. They were all dressed up, all decked up. They got to the door and said, no, you can't come in. Well, they wanted their money. So they had already had everything. And um, so they decided or I, I'm not sure how this decision process went through. But they basically just ask all their friends to hold a impromptu prom out in the parking lot outside the main prom. They had a table with food. They had basically cool. probably a, a boombox with a iPod attached to it. So them and their friends. Yeah, and but there was a at least a hundred to a hundred twenty or so. Well, that's awesome. People who basically said, you know what, screw you, and you know they had their own prom outside. No problems, no you know, no heavy drinking police problems or anything like that. And after the prom, they sent um, I think a, a group letter to the administration of this Catholic high school to say, you know what, we don't appreciate this kind of homophobia. Yeah, well, you know, but it's, it's a Catholic high school, yeah. right? So, but at the same time, though, we have had cases in the past. Uh, Constance McMillan, who wanted to take her. Yeah. Female date to the prom in fucking Alabama or Mississippi, one of the mm-hmm. southern states, and she couldn't do it at a public school. Yeah, right. Which so. which, which would be, but again, public school versus a Catholic school is different because the private school has the right, right. to uh, impose their ideas, their martial law, yeah. however yeah. they see fit. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's the but case. I, it sucks, and they and I think the students are right telling. Yeah. To, to to put the letter in. At, and to boycott the normal prom yeah. to show that n- they don't agree with the policy of their yeah. school. They Unfortunately, the they, they right probably thing. already paid for the prom, which really kind of probably pisses them off because then the, the school still gets the money to put on the prom. Whereas had, had these hundred people not paid to go to the prom... Right. That probably would have been. I mean, if you hit him in the pocketbook. The, the yeah, the school may not lose mon- monetarily, but they do lose in the court of public opinion. Well, because they're getting the press and they're getting booed. 
Yeah. Right. Well, Catholic Church and Catholic schools have a lot of problems. As I mean, just recently, did you hear the bit about the Arizona school? Nope. Arizona school was up for like championships in their division, and they chose not to play against another school because there was a girl on the team. Right. This was a baseball team where they yeah. they didn't have a female baseball. Oh, that team. was that's an old. Article we talked about that. Uh, this is last something year. Recent. very recently. The no, this last is recent. Oh, it happened so again. It happened again. Yeah, just like a homosexual couple being barred from prom because that's the season of the year that we're in, the time of year that we're in. That you know, this is when the gay kids get barred from prom. It's May June. It's what happens. That no. yeah, this just keeps happening with you know, and yes, you know. Catholic organizations, private organizations, to a certain extent, have the perfect right, technically, to be as biased and bigoted bigoted as they want to be. Absolutely. But the perfect thing is the responses to them when people call them out on their shit. Yeah. So, congratulations, Hope and Tiffany, for having supportive friends and a community that would stand behind you. Yeah, unlike, you know, this Arizona team who basically said that the reason that they were not doing that is they've taught their young men to hold women in deference and that by playing against her in a non-contact sport that they that it would be sending a conflicting message to the young men on their team. It's not that, like they were playing football or something. It's baseball. There's there's there's. I mean, maybe you know, someone well, might maybe, slide maybe, into someone with their cleats up, but maybe maybe she's a good a good hitter, and the coach tells uh, tells the pitcher to to hit her, you know, being being the pitch being the the batter. Well, that'd be an asshole thing for a coach to do, whether it's a boy or a girl. Coaches do it. <laughs> it's still an asshole thing to do. I'm just. It's not about how you play; it's whether you win or lose. Yeah, the quote is. <laughs> Teaching our boys to treat ladies with deference, we choose not to place them in an athletic competition where proper boundaries can only be respected with difficulty. Okay. Basically, they're going to be arranged... against them in jobs and everything else. So, yeah, arrange arrange their marriages and make sure they don't see each other until such time as they are married. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Where does that happen? Oh, it happens in a place where they don't like it. Anyway, yes. you know, Middle East, because, yeah. you know, Sharia. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I think that brings us to the Lightning, lightning Round! Lightning Round! So, the Lightning Round. Greg, you want to say what the Lightning Round's all about? The Lightning Round is grew out of an early part of the podcast a year or so ago when we realized... There's so much that we want to talk about, but we don't have enough enough time on the podcast to do it all. So what we came up with was we each get two topics we can talk about for 90 seconds each. No more unless you call for one mulligan for one of your two topics if you really need it. And uh, we just blast through these topics as fast as we can and um, try to say what we want. Either we can talk about the the article and what the facts of the matter is, or we can just rant for 90 seconds if we want to. There we go. So uh, this week's uh, lightning round, we're going to start off with Gary. Me. Yay. Well, 
NASA is renovating its vehicle assembly building. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like they've... Oh, yeah, because they they don't have the Saturn, they don't have the space shuttle anymore, and they're not really launching a lot of huge things. But uh, it appears it it wasn't really renovated since the Saturn era, which was huge, and the space shuttle was smaller. But they're sort of looking forward to uh, a new Saturn V-like booster, so they're going to get all ready for that in case that happens in the next, oh, I don't know, 10 to 20 years. Hopefully these bigger rockets that can bring us back to the moon or to asteroids to Mars. And Mars, sort of and, and, right, and start, you know, doing some really cool uh, outer space stuff rather than the the close stuff. That's really all I've got. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, after the renovations, if some of the private companies can start doing it, like uh, a SpaceX yeah, I think uh, SpaceX is going to be launching one of its Falcon rockets in the next week or so. Yeah. They had been had a possible launch that was postponed in the last couple of weeks, but hopefully they're going to make it up to the space station and make space travel more commercial and regular. Yeah, and I know they're supposed to be having a rocket that can carry a person pretty soon. Maybe three people. Yeah. Yay, that'd be cool. Very nice. So, Donna, you ready? Okay, so recently there is a professor um, and I can't, at a George Mason University who teaches a class called Lying About the Past. First time he taught this class in 2008, his students confected the life of Edward Owens, mixing together actual lives and events with brazen fabrications. They created YouTube videos, interviewed experts, scanned and transcribed primary documents, and built a Wikipedia page. It apparently became quite a a hit and everything else. And he came out and said, basically, ha ha, we fooled you all. (laughs) Well, last January, as he prepared to offer the class again, he put the internet on notice. He posted the syllabus and announced that it was going to be an even bigger, better project. So the second group settled on the story of serial killer, Joseph Scaife. They used newspaper databases, identified four actual women who were murdered in New York city from that time. Broadly similar crimes kind of collected this whole big thing. And one of the students, posing as a Lisa Quinn, logged on to Reddit and posed the eye-catching question, opinions placed, do you think my Uncle Joe was weird or possibly a serial killer? And Reddit jumped on it and found the hooks. Oh, good. And in a matter of hours had evidence posted about it, saying, you know, look, these Wikipedia articles were only a couple of days old, da-da-da-da-da, all of that jazz. Yay for Reddit. Yay. Internet sleuthing. Internet sleuthing. Two, one. One. Ding. Happy end of lightning round. Topic one for you, Donna. (laughs) Not really a good cheer. (laughs) Yeah, what's more with feeling there, Gary? (laughs) Well, speaking of once more with feeling, I'm going to mispronounce this, but uh, Nobuhiro Takahashi who is uh, at Tokyo University's Electrocommunications Department, uh, has a new invention. Uh, last year or in the... Yeah, last year he invented a e-kiss simulator where you could basically... You would kiss one end of this orifice and then someone else would kiss the other end and it would v- basically virtualize your tongues. Which I think was uh, used to humorous effect on the Big Bang Theory. Exactly. Well, he has a new invention, a robotic buttocks. <laughs> now, essentially, this is some kind of is is an understructure 
with airbags in it, essentially, that get filled and released to simulate emotions through, quote-unquote, realistic muscle movements. So they talk about it being tension, twitching, and having a protrusion. I guess to say, you know, are you stressed or whatever, and communicate emotions through this. Now, I'm not sure why they chose the buttocks to communicate these emotions, because you can do tension and release through other it's a big ways. muscle. But the inter- the funny thing is we're going to post the link to this video of them demonstrating this buttocks. And first of all, it's kind of – it's got this – I'm going to take a mulligan on this, I know. Oh, okay. It's cycling through these different emotions, and it's going – So it's like Darth it's, Vader's ass. Yes, it's this weird kind of like – bizarre sounding stuff so it's got these weird like it's like like one cheek will go up the other will go down and one cheek will go up the other will go down or they'll both kind of twitch and twitch and twitch with these weird sounds and the funny part is if you watch the last half of the video this guy's it comes comes in and demonstrates the emotions so he smacks this robotic ass and it goes tense <laughs> and then he caresses this robotic ass and it relaxes. Soon to be available on AdamEve.com. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> Not creepy at all. No, yeah. Well, creepy robotic technology out of Japan. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, creepy robotic sex next? technology. What do you got next for us, Gary? Um, well, on May 19th, the Westboro Baptist Church is going to be picketing at Fort Sam Houston here in San Antonio. Yay! About 11.45 to 12.15. Now, it's only a 30-minute... It's amazing that they come so far for a 30-minute thing. So they may just Photoshop themselves into it to, to pretend that they were there. And I know many I of you will not... I think what they're doing is probably coming to picket a funeral. Oh, yes. Yes. It doesn't say specifically, but... Well, that's what they do. Because they're filled filled with love. Uh, now, many of you will not get this until after this has happened, but um, I just <laughs> their I'll be their, their write up their their write up of it, uh, it just makes me laugh. Even though it's kind of what I have ninety seconds. Their write up of it makes me laugh. It says Westboro Baptist Church will picket. Fort Sam Houston Army Base, where God throws the choppers and airplanes out of the sky in his wrath, where the rebels rage and shake their puny fists at God, and God laughs at them and kills some more of them. It's very, it's very, very old juvenile. No, it's juvenile. God laughs at them and kills some more of them. I mean, that's just bad writing. (laughs) (laughs) And you would think with as many attorneys as they have in that family. Yeah, you think they'd be able to write a good brief or something. Well, it is a pretty good brief. It made me laugh. So, you know, not to give the Westboro Baptist Church a, a huge thing, but go pick at them. I think I am. I will. I'll be there taking video. Yay. Cool. So that's this Saturday. All right. It's this coming, or when you guys hear it, either tomorrow or today or Three uh, years ago, yesterday. if you're catching up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go Last ahead, week. Donna. What you got next for us? I've got... I've got a quote here that I want to read you. Well, it's great to listen to your kids' ideas. There's also a time when dads simply need to be dads. 
In this case, it would have been helpful for President Obama to explain to Malia and Sasha that while her friend's parents are no doubt lovely people, that's not a reason to change thousands of years of thinking about marriage or that as great as her friends may be, we know that in general, kids do better growing up in a mother-father home. Ideally, fathers help shape their kids' worldviews. Take a wild guess who said this lovely quote. Admiral Adama on Battlestar Galactica. I only wish... <laughs> Yeah. I actually know this. It's it's uh, uh, Bristol Palin. Yes, Miss Levi got me drunk, and that's how Miss, I ended up with a baby. Mi- and Miss, now Miss I traditional want him out marriage. Of my, now I want him out of my life. And yeah. oh, no well, way. that's exactly traditional marriage. Yeah, especially in redneck <laughs> towns. You know, I just oh, seriously the worst possible person that they could have commenting about this. Right, but I guess they're setting her up for a presidential bid in <laughs> 20, right. years. <laughs> 20 years. And according to Huffington Post, Bristol has a son with her ex-boyfriend, Levi Johnston, but the two were never married, and Bristol says that Levi is not a part of her child's life. So I guess that means that her child's going to grow up gay or something, I guess. Yeah, and really, she should move to San Antonio. She'll fit right in. Exactly. So <laughs> there you go. I'm done. I got nothing else. Well, maybe I should have followed Gary up with this one, but uh, decided to just keep going in order. Also coming up, I think, yes, this weekend, on May 20th, which is Sunday or Monday, something like that. Someone will correct me in a moment. Sunday. Or everybody will correct me on the internet. Um, is Everyone Draw Muhammad Day. Yeah. And in the past, uh, this was uh, a kind of a day about things like the uh, Mohammed cartoons that got everybody in trouble in the Netherlands um, some time ago. But uh, most of the response, um, most of the focus of this year's anniversary of Everyone Drove Mohammed Day has been centered around the re- the arrest of Hamad al-Naki, who is a Kuwaiti citizen who was arrested for blasphemy against the prophet. So it's, yet again, the whole point of Everyone Draw Muhammad Day is free speech. Going out there and say, just just because you don't like drawings of Muhammad does not mean you deserve to kill people over it. Yeah. It is not an excuse to be go out there and be a dick in your drawings of Mohammed Day. You don't have to draw Mohammed as a evil bomber or a pedophile to get the point of there's nothing wrong with drawing Mohammed. You shouldn't kill people over it, no matter if it's a stick figure or if it's a drawing with a turban with a bomb in it. Don't kill people over cartoons. Yeah. This is something I don't get particularly about the the iconography. I mean, I, I understand the, the law's behind it the whole idea was so that you wouldn't start worshiping false idols right yes that, that that's that's why um the old the testament Arab, well and, that, well and that's Arab, why yeah. in the middle east you don't see uh freezes of people uh and generally you don't see freezes of animals they're usually uh geometric and state in in form however i know uh some of uh, saddam hussein's blown up homes uh there was one that had an eagle on on top of it but I mean, drawing, first of all, there's a lot of kids running around who are Middle Eastern named Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> so what if you drew Muhammad? <laughs> right. And Well, there are people who have gotten in trouble over naming a dog Muhammad. 
or Muhammad from the atheist experience. Yeah, because <laughs> it's basically supposed to be a sacred name and dogs are unclean. Yeah. So people were threatened over that. Yeah. They were threatened over stick figures. Exactly. And there, were, uh, there was a, a, a teddy bear, I think, that they named... Uh, some some teacher in like Kuwait or whatever it was. Anyway, stupid. Okay, one one more thing before we go. Uh, the songs from last week. Uh, I've got mine on my my SoundCloud. Maybe we should have a SkepticWire SoundCloud. That would probably be a good idea. I think that's what we'll do. So um, we're gonna post uh, all of the songs that we've had so far on the SkepticWire uh, SoundCloud slash SkepticWire. I think uh, there there will be links. Uh, either in the show notes if I can get up by then, or we'll put it on the blog and on the Facebook. So if you like the songs, you'll be able to download them uh, from there, and then I don't have to host the damn things. Or at least just listen to them. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, right. You can listen to them and start and, making comments. And tell us how much you love our songs. Yeah. I don't love your songs at all. Especially mine. Yeah. Well, you didn't like mine last week. I liked it. I like you. Just because she liked mine better does not yours, mean yours she had the better words didn't last week. like yours. And you even said that you liked his. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> oh, so what? You sexist pig. <laughs> so are you trying to say that I can't have favorites? No, you can have favorites, just not his. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for informing me of that. You didn't Fuck like you. my you didn't like my word iconoclast. I thought it was clever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, go to Skepticwire. There'll be links. All right. So, do we have anything else? Anything last minutes? Last uh, last second? No minutes. Nothing. We're no. Not, we have we have no outro topic. Yay! No, I'm just... sure you'll find something that we've <laughs> fucked up earlier in the night. <laughs> Let me see. Fuck it! We'll do it live! <laughs> well, just to say that uh, we're, uh, we members of the Skeptic Wire team are a subset of the whole that is San Antonio Skeptics. Yeah. And the San Antonio Skeptics are having a meetup in San Antonio. On Tuesday. On This Tuesday. coming Tuesday. Tuesday. I thought it was Thursday. No. It's Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. We'll go to meetup.com and look up San Antonio Ske- uh, Skeptics. Yeah. Or, yeah, or Skeptics. San Antonio San Antonio Core dot org. You yeah, can find us about them. That's under C O R, not C O R P or C O R E. No. San Antonio C O R. Yes. Dot org. And find us, and you can come and talk to us if you're in the San Antonio area. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to. There you go again, Gary. You and your booty goals. Ah, hey, when it rains, it pours. People want to talk to me. And on that note, I guess we will bid you adieu. Because we don't want to talk to you <laughs> Because that's how Gary. it's spelled. <laughs> All right. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. We'll talk with you next week. Ciao. Blessed be the cup The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music <laughs> is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire.
tiny well, brains. Speaking of brains, yeah, I, I, there's a there's another study that came out, or um, yeah, is being discussed uh, in the news lately. God, my brain. Um, <laughs> my speaking brain, about brains. my brain, not work. <laughs> Stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you want to just cut it? Uh, no, we can. Here we go. Do it. We can. This is the I, problem with Google. Yeah. No, wait. Okay. This wasn't Google. You didn't Google that. No, I think I grabbed it from someone else's Facebook feed. Uh, yeah. This is the problem with Facebook. <laughs> They're getting ready to IPO. That's a problem. All right. 